Hello everyone, welcome back. My name is Damon Curtin, Senior Journalist XR Today, bringing you the latest and greatest, as always, from the VR, AR and XR industries. Today we're going to be speaking to a very, very special guest, as always. We're going to speak to Rika Nakazawa. She is the Vice President of Connected Industry and Head of Sustainability for the Americas for NTT Limited. So Rika, it's a pleasure to have you on today, all the way from uh, the United States, and welcome aboard. <laughs> Thank you, Daman. Really good to be here. And thank you for all the great contributions and impact that you make in the world of XR. It's really amazing. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Um, so yeah, we're going to dive right into this. Um, you've recently attended the Creativity Conference and it was an amazing event. So um, why exactly did you decide to attend the conference in, in the beginning? And um, what exactly did you do to contribute? Well, I have been a big fan of Maxim for a while now. I was introduced to him through some mutual friends and I was part of uh, an offshoot of the Creativity Conference that was being held at the Microsoft Garage in New York a couple months ago. And so having had the opportunity to be a part of that, Maxim said, you know, it'd be great to have you part of this community, what we're doing. And I have been the, as you might imagine, the what where left brain right brain converge i've been very much embody that way of of engaging in work in life where the creative side and the analytical side are constantly working together sometimes at odds and more frequently in in, in harmony in ways that can really advance how we as a society and as a global community need to address some of fundamentally the globe's biggest challenges that i think we face today Excellent. And, you know, one of the things I liked about Max's conference is that it gives people a new perspective in the way major businesses, you know, decide to approach creativity in order to solve problems, yes. in order to, you know, build new systems of governance or build new systems of technology. So I really commended um, the work that he's been doing, you know, after sitting down and chatting with him. Uh, we talk about some of those challenges, especially how it's related to NTT, uh, which is arguably like Japan's largest telecom and also a major provider of global telecoms, um, you know, technologies and infrastructure around the world. Um, what are some of the challenges faced in the global telecoms industry that you think creativity can tackle? Well, for, first, I'll just call out NTT. Our origins are in telecommunications, Nippon Telegraph Telecommunications, and uh, similar to many other telecommunications companies around the world, Deutsche Telekom, Telefonica, AT&T, and so on. Like those, NTT has also expanded and evolved the business, and we are now about 340,000 people around the world. And while our roots are in telecommunications and NTT comms and Docomo certainly drive that within Japan, NTT as a whole is now really, as you mentioned, delivering the digital infrastructure applications development systems integration for the digital infrastructure that has been accelerated in large part by the pandemic, COVID-19. And now as we move forward, I think it's, it's really, I'll invert that and really talk about how we are helping industries and our clients to address the challenges that they face. And I suppose in some way, our challenge is making sure that we're staying current with the way that technology change is moving at the speed that it is in various pockets and facets. And being able to really find where those areas of convergence are going to happen. Right now, there's um, in some industries, it's really where OT, operational technology and IT, information technology are coming together. And 
IoT and Internet of Everything were phrases that were used before the pandemic. But I think as we get into this new world order with the ability to have sensors and cameras, machine vision, as well as some of the connectivity innovation that's happening with uh, C six, uh, 5G, private 5G is a, is a capability that we brought to market a couple of years ago in helping enterprises and industries have their own private wireless network. But there's work going on now in 6G and also on the low frequency side with uh, with with what we call uh, affectionately zero G and, and LoRaWAN and all the different ways that IoT is being enabled with connectivity between sensors and devices. And so uh, when you culminate all of that and think about, well, okay, that's a lot of data, it's a lot of processing, edge computing is also another area that's we feel that is helping to have our clients solve some of the challenges that they have, especially when you're dealing with large manufacturing facilities where some of that computing needs to happen on-prem or on the site or at the edge, as opposed to going to the cloud and back. And so some of these areas we, is really about focusing on how all of these technologies are going to be synchronized in a way that creates impact. So there are very specific use cases across different industries of where clients are facing operational challenges, uh, other challenges within the organization. And so for them to be able to effectively compete as well as outperform and to be able to advance and innovate and stay ahead of the curve, it's about being able to embrace this myriad of, of key capabilities and technologies. And then, of course, you can pepper in some of the, the other um, the other areas now that have really caught people's attention around artificial intelligence, which of course is a technology and a concept has been around for a very long time. But due to the advances of these technologies and how they synchronize and work together and amplify the outcomes and impact, you start to see where areas around artificial intelligence, quantum computing, uh, optic, uh, optical networking, and things that we're doing within our NTT R&D team is certainly some of the ways that this is all coming to light and to life for our clients across the globe and across all the critical industries. Absolutely. And we've actually, you know, we've spoken to other companies like uh, Nokia, for example, Verizon, and we do notice this trend of the conversions of a lot of emerging technologies, which is actually going to make, you know, um, extended reality and things like the metaverse in different aspects you know, feasible in the future, things like edge computing, cloud computing, um, different internet of things, you know, that you mentioned as emerging technologies coming together and actually allowing for people to use that infrastructure for multiple use cases. And each use case would need to mm -hmm. tailor for those specific um, types of applications. So a social metaverse is going to be different than a manufacturing, you know, metaverse or like um, platform. And so it's very, very important these days that um, telecoms are getting involved in this kind of digital transformation that's taking place around the world. So highly commended for NTT for that. Um, I wanted you. to also ask a little bit about, um, you know, the different um, industry verticals. You know, we talk about why it's important for emerging technologies to come together. What about for industry verticals? Why is it important for them to actually work together and cooperate on these technologies? Well, in some ways, I suppose the way to, to think about that is as we become an increasingly globalized ecosystem and economy, and in the area that I've been focusing on uh, of, of, the, of late is really around sustainability. 
And sustainability is an area that hitherto four have been in the domain of CSR reports, uh, corporate social responsibility. And I think as magnified by the pandemic, which is actually the, the, the crux of the book that I will be published in January, uh, I don't. I don't know if you know that I have a book coming out, but that that the book I really examined the role that the pandemic played in amplifying sustainability imperatives, and I I think that industries collaborating, working together, has a, that forcing function has come from sustainability concerns because sustainability has 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 come out of the cocoon of corporate social responsibility and has been meaningfully and materially tied to risk and operational capabilities of an organization. Um, the pandemic, just to call out one aspect of that that I was examining, is that, of course, we all witnessed the supply chain snarl-ups that happened during the pandemic, embodied in the form of no toilet paper, for example. But I think that when we think about the supply chain and how interconnected various industries and players within an ecosystem are, that that is something that has to has to be taken into consideration. And, and it's, it's it's a systems thinking. We can't think about these industries and in silos. We have to think about how the, their externalities or factors that are impacted due to the action of one industry that can impact a, a community, but also other industries, or turn that around is to say, okay, how can industries work together to be able to drive, to be able to drive more sustainable outcomes? And again, sustainability is, is not just about climate change. Sustainability is not just about cities, thriving cities and communities. It's really about thinking about the whole systems of systems of, of the way that from manufacturing to production to uh, trade. Sorry, my lights just went out for some reason. Oh, no. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> um, and so let me just get back on track. So, um, so fundamentally, it, it really is about uh, the whole way that all the different pieces and parts are interconnected. And so in, unless we work together and are able to share the information and data and impacts and externalities and how something happening in one part of the world is going to impact in one industry is going to potentially impact somewhere else, then it's going to be hard for us to figure out where that optimal uh, opti optimization can be for equilibrium because we are not in, we're not in balance. We're not in an equilibrium as it relates to the way that we, we are continuing to grow in the, in the pursuit of growth and economic growth. While is necessary, I think uh, regeneration and regenerative growth is probably a better way to think about how we prosper. And that can't happen unless industries work together. Absolutely. Um, there's actually one conference I remember going to, <clears throat> excuse me, it was the Enterprise Metaverse Summit, which, you know, one of the people in the audience raised the question to Meta and they said, well, how is this going to be sustainable long term to develop all these headsets? Where do they go? Is there a circle economy designed for this? Is there a way to recycle these devices? Um, when you have telecoms, is there a way to have smart grid switching so that way, you know, they use um, energy economically so that as more people get on the grid, you know, it, they can distribute that information with less power. And this is something that several uh, telecoms have been working on or, you know, um, tech companies as well. So a lot of these different creative approaches to it are the things that are going to be building the systems of the future. Like you said, with that kind of new order approach to, you know, all of these new systems in the fourth industrial revolution, you know, emerging and then working synchronously with each other. So, yeah. Uh, any other yeah. questions? 
Yeah. Oh, go ahead. So I, I was just going to comment on that because I think I think one of the so in the world of XR, which I, I worked for a startup in the XR space and miss it dearly. And in fact, that I was at Nvidia before I went to go work for the XR uh, space, the XR startup. So in that in that in that continuum of, of compute and human machine interface, and where people use metaverse, which is a parlance for digital twinning, uh, in in other in other narratives, is to think about how the digitalization of things and how we can visualize it and create simulations and do scenario planning is critically important for how we're going to be able to more efficiently, uh, not just from um, an energy management perspective, but also waste management of material, physical things. One of the biggest challenges that we have in sustainability is really about the resource extraction habits that have been formed since the Industrial Revolution, which is how we're in what, what people call the Anthropocene, if you haven't heard that term. Anthropocene is a term that was coined in the uh, 2000s by a chemist and meteorologist around how <clears throat> human beings, hence Anthropos, human beings are materially impacting the face of the earth from a geological perspective. And it was just this summer in 2023 that lo and behold, uh, archeologists and anthropologists and scientists convened on the particular lake in Canada near Toronto that has substrates of chemicals and compounds that are clearly identifying the kind of impact that humans and our time here and the, 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 the resource extraction and the alteration of all of that has has literally face, face, uh, changed the face of uh, the geological face of the earth. And so when I think about the role that XR in the industry here and then tying it back to creativity is that we now have the ability and together with AI, because I think AI is going to be our friend in this regard, it's going to help us really imagine what are the different permutations of things that we need to consider because our, our brains are phenomenal. The human brain compute power is extraordinary. The challenge is that biologically, we can't compute more in our brain, otherwise our brain would overheat. It's a, it's a perfect metaphor of what we have in our hard drives, right? We've all had that experience where our laptop suddenly gets hot and all of a sudden everything crashes. It's the same with the brain. But if we can extend ourselves, not in the Neuralink way that Elon Musk is pursuing, but if we can leverage these compute capabilities, ha tap into the creative brain, creativity of, of how we understand things, which I, I think is beyond the capabilities of AI even today, no matter how many different abstract pictures you could try to create with DALI. Um, I do think that that's going to be one of the breakthroughs by which we're going to get there. Now, the, the visualization of things is energy intensive, absolutely, but it's all relative. And so, uh, and, and on top of that, just the visualization and the role that XR plays in this whole space is that we are visual beings. And so if we can create these visualizations that become quite visceral, it starts to anchor more deeply in the psyche around what might be possible. And also for people to understand a little bit more the urgencies. And you saw that, you can see that at some of the shows like CES and, um, and Mobile World Congress and some of these other shows where you have the Samsungs and the and the uh, and LGs and Sonys of the world. And, they, and there was one event that I went to and it was, you literally walk in, it's a very immersive experience. It's not AR, XR or VR, it's, it's more just being in the experience, but you can imagine that with a headset, uh, you can you can have this experience as well, but it was it was all about creating that experience of what 
would the world look like submerged underwater? Or what would the world look like and feel like if it was all on fire? Like all of these things I think play a part in it. Now, as, as you mentioned, one of the areas that I think people tend to gloss over is how the carbon footprint of IT, one of the biggest areas is around devices. So the process that goes into manufacturing the device, the extraction of materials to go into the device and then the disposal of it. And then of course, another industry right now that a lot of people are thinking about is battery because of the electrification and everybody um, moving towards the EVs. It's like, okay, so what about that? And I think that that's something that is a, a prime area for regenerative economies to consider is not just the recycle, but from a bio organic aspect of materials, is there, are there new innovations and creative ways that we can recycle even those materials that in the classic sense of the word, can't be recycled from a circular perspective because circular is imagining in this closed loop. But are there ways to take extracts from materials that are used in the devices, batteries, and so on to, to go somewhere else for a regenerative economy? So there's a lot to unpack in that conversation. Um, but I, I, I'm always one to be quite bullish about the role that XR digital twinning and simulation and fundamentally also around data data governance and management because data and data exhaust isn't useful unless it's going to be able to synthesize with something else to tell us certain things about better outcomes so anyway sorry just went on a bit of a trajectory on on the point that you brought up but something i feel very passionately about no, 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 no. You raised some very interesting points about that because, you know, we've been following a lot of what uh, NVIDIA is doing with the Omniverse. And essentially, they have been um, able to create these simulations so that way people can collaborate in um, a virtual environment rather than sending clay models back and forth and meeting in person. That saves time, energy, travel costs, you know, carbon footprints are, are significantly lowered as well. Uh, by the lack of need to travel and things get done at a faster pace. So that way the time to market for certain things um, are much lower. G Digital, for example, is another um, case study where they're able to build bridges and then allow them to map those things out. And so that way the bridges can, you know, they can simulate new bridges in the future using the data they have from today and then uh, plan that over the course of the period of time or building things even more efficiently. So I think that when I speak about the industrial metaverse, I do think that is the future of, you know, XR as far as its uh, ready application towards all the different industries and industry verticals. So, yeah. By the way, I just thought, you, you said um, the fourth industrial revolution. I think calling it the fourth industrial revolution might, we might want to revisit what we call it because industrial connotes what the industrial revolution of your, which is heavy industry, physical, material, heavy. And and of course, industrial being related to industry is another way to look at it. But I, I, I just wonder if there's, an, if there's new nomenclature that we might want to think about that marries the digital evolution with the physical part and, and what that, what that what that could be and maybe even calling it fourth industrial is does it a disservice because it makes it sound sequential and maybe it's not so just food for thought yeah something to think about definitely um yeah i mean there's there's um quite a lot of interesting vantage points as it you know as it applies to like what's taking place with a lot of the emerging technologies today so yeah very good point on that so yeah um brilliant
I guess that's pretty much everything we've covered for today. Thanks so much for your time. I do really, really appreciate it. And uh, thanks for the flexibility as well. Yeah, no, yeah, thanks so much, Jaman. And uh, really, anytime you want to talk about this, I would be thrilled to because there's a lot to uncover, a lot to discover. And as Maxim has demonstrated through the Creativity Conference, a lot of bright ideas and to the point of industries having to work together, innovators need to work together to, come, to, to figure out how we're going to solve some of these challenges and really discover a, a new kind of tomorrow that we can't even perhaps imagine today. Absolutely. So once again, everyone, we've been speaking to Rika Nakazawa. She is the Group Vice President, Connected Industry and Head of Sustainability for the Americas at NTT. Uh, once again, my name is Damon Kiritan, Senior Journalist, XR Today. And if you'd like to continue following stories like this, please do so at the XR News hashtag on Twitter and LinkedIn. Uh, thanks so much, everyone, for joining us, guys. Uh, we've had a lovely discussion today uh, linked to the Creativity Conference, which took place last week from the 3rd to the 5th October. So once again, signing off and keep following the news. Bye now.